Welcome to WP Tonic, Episode 11, with your co-hosts, Jonathan Dinwood, and yours truly, Bill Conrad. Today's episode is about the speed of your website, how fast it regenerates. A very important issue. People will not stay on your website if it does not regenerate fast. A couple admin notes. You'll notice that we should have had this out last month early before our WordPress meetup. We're going to have another episode up in a few days on the 1st. And that episode is going to be about security. And if you're in the Reno area on the 6th of November, stop by the Reno Collective at 6 p.m. And we're going to go into more detail on security at our WordPress meetup. And finally, on the fourth Saturday of the month at 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, we're going to have a Google Hangout. Attending will be the WordPress organizers across the country, and we're going to go into more detail about security. So without further ado, we need to get into this episode and talk about the need for speed on your WordPress site. Jonathan, welcome to WP Tonic, our show. We're back. I took about a month off to go take a trip, do some backpacking, and did nine interviews down in Southern California for Timelines. This is going to be a good show today. Uh, I think it's going to be. Great show. And it's a prelude. If you want to see us and if you're in town, we have a WordPress meetup on Tuesday, 9 October at 6 p.m. at the Reno Collective. You can just Google the Reno Collective and find us. Love to have you stop by and say hi. Also, uh, this is going to be the prelude. What we're going to talk about is the importance of speed of the website. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, like, um, it's great to be back. We, um, we've got a couple shows that are going to go on in the near future, but this is going to be a great show, I think, Bill. Um, you know, even while I was gone, though, we had some pretty good listener numbers on the listeners. So thank you out there for those listeners, too. Yeah, I think it's building up, isn't it, Bill? Yep, it is. Um, it is. So um, Google have made it really quite clear that page loading and website speed are really important to Google. And what's important to Google is important to um, website owners. And they've they've got their own tool, which they provide for free, which um, will will tell you how Google rates your website when it comes to mobile and desktop. Um, And... In truth, WordPress in the web design development professional community has got a bit of a reputation of being can be a bit slow, but I think that I think that's unjustified, and I think that's down to a lot of factors. But I'm gonna we're gonna go through about seven to eight major yeah. factors. And, and, not, jo- and Jonathan did an amazing job on the notes that he sent over to me. Oh, thanks, Bill. So I will read the um, the bullets, and I'll let you go into detail. Yeah, that'd be great, Bill. Also, before we start, I just want to pitch your latest project, which is mail-write.com. You want to see a good web page, a fast web page. I've watched Jonathan really accelerate this web page. So yeah. it's a beautiful web page. Oh, thanks, Bill. So going right into them, I think, like you said, there are about seven, and there are no specific order that you have to apply those. You can apply them in any order, but you should do them all, right? I, I think you need to look at all of these, and there's more, but I've just started with the major seven. So so I learned one thing. The very first one is if you have to de- if you have a deactivated plugin, remove it. Yes, because um, even though you've got it deactivated, it, can, it will load into the header. The header, um, it, the, the, your web page is divided into sections when it comes to WordPress, and a lot of the initial data is um 
is uploaded in the header section of WordPress. And you might have the plugin deactivated in the desktop, but data will um, still be loaded into the header. And that can, that can be slow the website down, especially if it's not a well-coded plugin. So deactivating it doesn't mean it's not loading into your header area. The other thing I found out, which we were talking before the show, is the security risk is also still there on the deactivated site. Yes, you, you've got to keep them updated, which can be a pain. It's just best, if you're not really going to use it, is to get rid of it. Yeah, very good. Real simple thing to do, like you just said. So here's the tough one. Number two is clean up your database. Hmm. Yeah, um, basically, um, really, this is the why you need two sites a staging site and a live site if you can if you make if it's really important it's best to have two sites and when you're trying out new stuff try it out on the staging site and keep your live site to stuff that you're really going to use or or things you're trying out you're going to really implement on the live site because if you keep changing things your database kind of fills up with crud over a period of time and it this can slow down your website so there's a number of tools um, but before I mention the tools please you know if you haven't got a staging site and you're going to utilize these tools on your live site please have a, a proper backup don't utilize these three tools that I'm going to talk about if you haven't got a proper backup of your of your database of your whole website because these these tools can take down your whole site right there, and the, you're gone yeah i was going to say there's three that you have here wp optimizer disabler and wp db manager yes disabler kind of just disables for things that wordpress offers um, that load up in your head area, which most people don't utilize. And it gives you an option screen where you can choose things which you normally don't have an option to turn off that most people don't really use. So do you need all three of these or just one or two of them? You know, just WP Optimizer and WP DP Manager do the same thing. So um, utilize either of those and Disabler does something a bit different. So I've, I would use WP Optimizer and Disabler together. Um, but like I said, don't utilize any of these unless you've got a, a total backup of your website. Right. We've learned that. Before you even put any plugin in, you should back it up, correct? Um, I won't, well, yeah, you probably are right. Yeah. If, it's a live, if it's a live site and you're making money, but you should have a state. If it's like that, it's a real business and you're making money from the website, you should have a, a staging site anyway, I feel. Yeah, yeah right? I, I do that, of course. You know, I've got a lot of sites and I play with different combinations. Yeah. So number three is use a cache plugin. Now, this scares me. Cache plugins. Yeah, it does. And I was, I'm not too keen or wasn't. But they do have a place. They will make a big difference to a website. And um, the two most popular are W3 Total Cache and Super Cache. Uh, I haven't got any practical experience with Super Cache, but I have used W3 Total Cache. It comes in a free version or a premier version. It is a, it is a very complicated 
um, multi-panel um, option caching plugin, and it, it is pretty complicated. And you can you can if you set it up incorrectly make things worse rather than better. Um, I was I don't no longer use WP Total Cache. I was introduced to a free caching plugin that also has a premier but at a very reasonable price the premier version is only $15 and you can use it on multiple websites I think and it's called quick cash and I've used it on WP tonic and a couple of other client websites and it's a much um, easier using much e much easier to use interface and just seems to be a much easier caching plugin very good. So quick cache. I'm going to uh, be very careful with caches on my sites. Now, I got a question on cache. When you have a blog, how does the cache affect the blog site? Uh, can you be a bit more precise, Bill? I've, I've always heard that if you have more of a static page, a page that's already built in place, that's okay to use a cache. In fact, it helps it. But if you're a dynamic page where you're adding to it like a blog, adding material, adding pages maybe, or modifying it, that the cache can affect can can affect the page. It, there's an element of truth to that, but it just depends on the caching plugin you're utilizing. I think if you use Quick Cache, you're going to be presently surprised. It's a much easier animal. And all, there's all different types of caching. There's server caching, browser caching. Right. There's about there's about four to five different types of caching. Well, I didn't know that. I know uh, I always thought it was uh, the browser is where the cache goes on the. Oh, actually, computer. it's much more complicated. I'm not going to delve in because that would take up about half hour in its well, own. So, WP Total Cache, I think, is probably one of the better known caches. Yeah, and I've got nothing against it. I think if you've got a big site, you know, look at it. But I, I, I'm going to stay with Quick Cache. I've been really happy with it. Okay, very good. So number four is good quality hosting. And it does make a big difference. You can do all the other things I'm talking about, but if you got you haven't got good hosting, it'll make a bit of a difference, but um, not you know you're still going to have problems. Right. Some of the well-known ones, of course, are Bluehost and HostGator. Yeah, they they're great, you know, but it's cheap. It's cheap. Um, you're going to be on a server that um, there could be hundreds, thousands of websites on it. And you get, and to some extent, not always, but to some extent, you get what you pay for. Right, right. The low-end Bluehost and Bluegator can be very slow. I have an upgraded Bluehost account, which it works pretty fast, as you know. And it, it's a little more expensive than probably maybe some of these specialized WordPress hosting sites. Yeah, you know, and then you got the specialized, you know, people that specialize in. You got, um, you got, you got like Fry Flywheel. Um, they've got a really good reputation, and they they will transfer the site from the existing host onto their area free of charge. You got Pagely um, that have been in the market for the past three, I think three to four years, got a very good reputation. And then you got WP Engine, who also got a very good reputation, and I've got nothing against them, but they are, you know, WP Engine are pretty expensive for what. You know, yeah, they are very expensive, but they're very good. Yeah. Um, there's been some 
comments on the WordPress community that the support you get from WP Engine for the price you're paying is a little bit disappointing. But they are a very reputable company. And, um, you know, you you can have your ups and downs with all hosting providers. You know, that's... But you do... But the one I... I think for what you have to pay, and I've been and I've gone now to utilise them totally for my own and for most of my clients, and I've utilising one of their one of their upper uh, um, shared hosting, but a kind of hybrid upper version, is a company called SiteGround, and their technical support for the price you pay, I've just been so happy with them. What's what's it going to cost our listener to use SiteGround? Well, they do a high version. It's shared hosting, but it's a higher kind, and it's using solid state drives on the on the shared server. A solid state drive is much more wow. on the yeah, and they offer a lot of extras. They offer a staging facility, and you have to pay up front, but they're doing it for about fifteen dollars a month. That's not bad. That's, I mean, it adds up. That's yeah. you go and look at it. It you know it's you know the same specification. You got to pay almost a hundred dollars a month with WP Engine. Right, and I pay about two sixty for my Bluehost upgrade site with IP address. Yeah. So I have my so, own IP address, and it seems to work pretty well. It's not if you go a lower end Bluehost site, it really bogs down. Yeah, it's got a reputation. If you go for their cheaper, yeah, you and can't go, go cheap. You know, it, the Bluehost cheap. Unless yeah. it's a hobby site and you're yeah. just learning. Yeah, it doesn't matter then, really. And, and that's it? how to start, by the way. I think do a hobby site, five, six dollars a month, and just play around with uh, WordPress. But this this idea that you can go, you just go for cheap hosting for three, five dollars a no. month and you can run your business website. No, you can't. It, it's going to run like a dog. It's, no, you're not going to, you're going to hurt your business. And Google's just going to look at it and you're just not going to get any ranking. So when people say this and they, they won't listen, I give up. They're the type of people you can't talk to, and you, they, they just have to learn the hard way. Yep. So on SiteGround, how many WordPress installs can you have? Um, that's the other thing. Um, you can run as many sub-sites as you like. That's good. That's and, good. And, the, and the page views, over 100,000 visit, unique visitors a month. And I did see it has a C panel. Oh, yeah, it comes, and that's there. See, um, I've got to, I've utilized WP Engine, and they're great, and they're te- they've been great people, but they've got this custom design, and also they are really vicious about the plugins that they will allow you to run on their servers. There's a whole list of plugins they just won't allow you to run, and some, and, um, some of it has just gone a bit too far, in my opinion, but it's just my opinion. Well, that's good and bad because, you know, at least they're doing, for the hobbyist or the person like myself who may not be the super expert, they're keeping me out of trouble by not using all of the plugins I could possibly put in. Exactly. <laughs> so, and I'm not a hobbyist. I mean, this is part of my business. I, it's uh, WordPress is, without WordPress, I couldn't run the business. Right. So, number five, don't run plugins that you don't really need. Yeah, you know, um, I don't think it's quantity. You get some people, I think you can run 20, 30, 40 plugins on the site and you're fine. 
it's the quality of the coding. You know, you you know um, that list. It's a balance. So it's not quantity; it's quality that really matters. But on the other hand, so on my staging site. I try a plugin because it's easy, and then if I really think I need that functionality, I then go in and code that functionality into the live site. I just use the plugin as a kind of to show that I need that functionality on the staging site, and and then I actually code go in and actually do the PHP coding on the live site. So I'm just proving the concept on the staging site. So just don't go berserk with the, you know, don't be afraid. You know, you get these people, you mustn't, you mustn't put more than 11 plugins on your site. It's the quality that matters. Right. But, but on the other hand, um, if you've got a really doggy plugin, it can really slow your website down to crawl. So um, there's a tool, and it, funny enough, it comes from GoDaddy, and it's called P3 Plugin Performance Profile. And that really, really shows you if you've got a really dog plugin without you having to deselect, run the site. You know, that can take a lot of time. This can give you a good indication and I, I, it's quite amusing that it comes from GoDaddy. But the only thing I would say is it's better to run this actual plugin on your staging site because it's a bit of a resource hog in its own right. So I don't like running this particular plugin on a live site. I prefer to run it on a staging site and work out if there's a problem with a plugin before I put right. it on the live site. And the staging site can just be another WordPress site that you use, right? On a subdomain, or but does like, it, have to, it doesn't have to be a subdomain, does it? I mean, if you have another, no, you can put, you, it, you, put it in a folder, you know, subfolder, okay. you know, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Or how about if you just had another URL and you're pointing? If I had two websites, basically a play around yeah. website. Yeah, it's fine. It's just best to have it on the same server setup, you know, the same hosting provider. Right, right, right. Oh, I got yeah. it. It's like I mean, I know what you mean. I'm just saying I can point to the the DSN pointers to different yeah. sites. Yeah. yeah. So. That's very good. You know, one point about GoDaddy is they've actually made a lot of gains. They added a cPanel about six to eight months ago. Yeah. And they're trying to go after this market. The Very aggressively. Um, I just don't like their support because it's mostly telephone-based. Yeah, I know and some big companies in town that are actually using. Yeah, no, which, but, which but it's, been, it's been mostly – and I've had some bad experiences with their email support. And I want email support, but with SiteGround, if you buy their better hosting packages, their email support is fantastic. Absolutely amazing email support. Is it quick? Oh, um, you know, some of it you have to escalate to a more higher um, technician. Right. But most of their staff are pretty knowledgeable, uh, but they just look after you so well, SiteGround. And that's SiteGround. Very good. Well, we're about a little past halfway through our show. We're about 17, 18 minutes. Yep. So we've got uh, don't run the plugins you really don't need and CDN and accessories. You're going to have to go in more detail on this, using uh, Content Delivery Network. Yeah, basically, they basically it's a server network that's external, and basically where you are in the world, 
um, there will be a time lag and they take a copy of your site and they place it on servers that are all over the world and when a, somebody comes to your site through DNS settings they will send that person to the nearest um, server in their in their area so you just can quick quicken the whole press because these are microseconds but these microseconds build up right and, and some of these um, systems, some of these CDNs you have to pay for, um, SiteGround, WP uh, Engine provide ones that you can set up through the interface of your hosting provider. Other ones you can do externally. Some of um, the one I've recommended, not recommended, Cloudflare do offer a free service and you can set that it up. And it's, you ha it's a little bit techie because you have to know about dns and you have to do some settings and it can cause some problems as well so um it might be better to do, um, do it through your hosting provider most hosting providers depending on the on the level of account will charge you extra per month for setting this up and running it for you right i i have you know i've gone to conferences where they've they talk about that where the host or the server or the provider is providing that uh, the CDN. And uh, that's a good explanation you just gave. Oh, but, great. But there's some people, some providers that brag about having good CDN. It's extra, you know, it's extra, it will make things, you know, there's security. Um, it will make, sometimes you have problems with certain websites. I've had a, I had a, you know, it can, it will make things a little bit more complicated. And depending on the hosting level of account you got, you're probably going to be charged extra yeah. to running it. So, so I, would, I would try some of the other things first. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking the same thing that on our list here, this might be one of the last things that you do. Yeah. One of the last, yeah. this is like your, you know, you just want that megasecond faster, which is going to be fat in some cases, much faster if you get a good server close to you. Yeah. So optimizing your image, this is good. Yeah, this is it's going back in history in a bit, but it it is something that's been forgotten. But you've got to do it. Um, is that you've got to understand that most a lot of people are going to use mobile devices to look at your website, and that they've got they've got bandwidth restrictions. They might be on G three, G four. And they want to see your website quick, your mobile version, mm -hmm. and you've got to optimize your images. And images, you know, unless you've got a very plain website, which has its place, you're going to have images. And you don't want to utilize the cropping tool in uh, WordPress because the reality is the the size image that you upload into the library is the image that's going to be actually imported onto the page. So you want to make the images, when you're editing the images, you want to make them the actual real size that's going to be actually loaded on the page. So if I have a big, my site's already built, and I've got 70 blog, blog posts with podcasts in them and with pictures in each one. So what's, I know you've got WP Smush It. So how do we go back and optimize those pictures? That optimizes, that looks at the JPEG compression algorithm and improves it and um, um is it just a plug -in? I just stick the plug in and it automatically does it yeah to some extent but what i'm saying is you want to make the image the right size for right. your for and don't use the cropping tool that's in the library because that, that, that that's a delusion it's still loading the full size image 
and you get a lot of people that don't understand this utilize it and i crop all the time oh don't do that you need external editing program so just edit it ahead of time 150 by 150 and then drop it in well that, if that's going to that. be if that's going to be the actual size yeah i can easily do that I yeah didn't, i didn't realize that's too simple you know yeah. when you when you crop it to 150 pixel, 150 pixel, you can still optimize it at 72 DPI, too. Well, it's got to be 72 because that's what it will be displayed on the web. Right. But if you have it above that, it's just useless, right? Well, it's just extra weight. That's the real optimization. That, that's going to be a lot of work. I've got like 60 posts with pictures. Well, yeah, but just make sure whatever size you want for your post, you do it that size. Don't use the cropping tool because I, I will in the future but if I go back and fix my website. Yeah, you've got a bit of work to do, Bill. Jonathan, quick question. If I don't fix those old posts, what does it slow down the site as long as that page is not open? That no, it's when it's when we're talking about when it's loaded. When it just loads. It's just the load itself. So from here on out, I really should just do a well, you got you got a pretty um, you know, good looking website, but it's not heavily image based. Right. Yeah, you need to do some testing. I don't think it's you know, unless yeah. you've got we, some speed problems, you probably don't have to bother, Bill. We tested it, but in the future I will crop those to one fifty. That's too easy. But you really got to, you know, understand having all the I call it the bling. You get a lot of beginners that want to do these sites themselves, that they go for bling, they go for all sliders and this and that, rather than yeah. really good design, detailed design and decent layout. But bling means heavy websites. Heavy websites means penalties from Google. Well, I lo like I said, I think mail-right.com is, I've, I've looked at a lot of your sites and that's my favorite. Oh, thanks. I, just uh, like, I like how there's not a lot of moving, blinking things, good color. Fast. It's going to become faster. I've got a ton oh, more man. work. It's going to be really. I'm aiming at in Google's uh, marking to get into the high uh, into over ninety yeah. on on mobile and on desktop. But that's going to take a bit more work. I just hit your pr uh, price page and it yeah. it flashed. It's really fast. It's it's coming on, isn't it? The price page really flashed. I, this is news. I mean, this is the first. They're not cash loaded at all. No, I'm not and about it's fast i mean this is amazingly fast now i just did the account and it did the pull down and then it brought it's i love it i think this jonathan you've really anybody who ever looks at a site this is as good as they get i mean i really 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 like i don't like i'm not a big slider fan <laughs> anymore i just like I, I just want to get to the information and this is good so Okay, we'll finish up. That was seven, so we finish up with speed test, and that'll put us right on time. Thanks for listening to WTonic. Jonathan and I are making a pretty good team. He is the expert in WordPress, which I've learned a lot from him as I've evolved, and I'm doing the podcasting side of the house. We're really working on some neat things. We make a good team. Jonathan is just uh, Skyping into me. He's got his new Blue Yeti, and uh, he's doing pretty well. So this isn't bad for a first Skype shot between the two of us. Uh, we normally do it face-to-face. -face. I have a remote field kit that we've put together. But all in all, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, we I cut out Jonathan in the last uh, couple minutes so you didn't get to hear his comments. And I'll say goodbye for Jonathan. So have a good day. Tune in for our next episode, which will be all about security. And it will be out on the 1st. We're going to record it on the 1st and post it on the 1st.